Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I am your host, Morgan. So, this episode was hard for me to even start because I had a severe dip in motivation this week, this past week. I kind of fell out of step with some of the more positive habits I've been working at creating and slipped into some negative, icky old habits of mine, which never good. And again, it's going to happen from time to time. Backslides will happen. Gotta give yourself some grace. <sighs> and before I could give myself some grace, uh, it kind of spurred on and, and caused my depression to kind of kick in full force and it actually spurred on my first ever, like, anxiety attack and or, like, mental breakdown. I, I thought it was bad when I had my old job in retail and I was sitting, laughing, hysterically laughing, and crying at the same time on a pallet in the back room. Just trying to get the electronics all accounted for, and, uh, it was like... Three, four hours after my shift, five hours actually after my shift had ended, or was supposed to end. And I thought that was bad. No, 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 no. I almost went straight 2007 Britney Spears, holy fuck, shave all my hair off, talking fucking scarification on my face to make myself ugly type of breakdown. Uh, yay, unresolved work stress and issues. So, we all backslide better now obviously <laughs> and didn't do anything crazy it's not too terribly crazy but you know whatever so uh, it's actually quite fitting for today's episode in that getting started on anything is one of the hardest steps this is all about starting self-care. This is like part two of the self-care thing that I started. And and starting, again, just starting is hard. That is like the one most important step that no one seems to get past. Or even two. So, I mean, this is self-care part two, getting started. And that little story of why my motivation dipped is actually a, a great tie-in to once you do start something and are new to it and on your new path, you're going to stumble a bit, and that's okay. So long as you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, don't give up, and get back on the damn horse. Don't be scared of the horse. Ain't nothing to be afraid of. Shit you gotta learn. And keep going. The only way you're going to stay on the damn horse is to get back on the horse and learn how to work with the horse. Because, <coughs> fun fact, riding horses is a lot of partnership and team building and trust building exercises, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So, yep. So... Whenever you do stumble and you hit those roadblocks, as long as you just get up 
and don't give up. Failure is going to happen. <coughs> but it is momentary. And eventually you'll succeed and get it right. Which, it's all you can ever really hope for. Because when you do eventually succeed and get it right, like, you succeed. You slay queen. You succeed and get it right. Things get a little bit easier. A lot easier, more often than not. But, ah. Uh, I think I'm not making any sense at this point, and, and I hope to like make oh, it a little more sensible, I guess. Eh. So, without chewing on my foot and further shoving it into my mouth, um, yeah, let, let's just get into it. Self-care and how to get started. Sit back. Plug in, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so last episode, I, I touched on what self-care is and, and what self-care is not. So self-care obviously means a lot of different things to different people and there's nothing wrong with that and there is no one size fits all self-care routine out there but there is a basic mm, understanding of no that's not really self-care that is that is something disguised as self-care gluttony laziness whatever you want to call it it's it's fine but that's not it's not no you're saying that's self-care and i'm looking at you going <laughs> you crazy but and, and there's a list of things, like, that's not really self-care. Like, when you force yourself to do something you don't like, um, not, like, not really being motivated, but, um, and giving yourself that excuse to be lazy or, or selfish, that's not self-care. Uh, not getting enough rest and relaxation. Like, actual legitimate sleep. And, like, center, balance, gravity yourself type of relaxation. Like, actual put your mind at ease, have a moment of stillness type relaxation. Yeah, that's just, if you're lazy or selfish, that's, that's not self-care. That's just being a horrible human, really. But... And we all can be lazy and selfish from time to time, so, I mean, but when you literally are like that all the time and you make excuses, then don't be a party dumper, man. Just, just don't. And then try to tell me that it's self-care. Self-care is not isolating yourself, bitch. Sorry, it ain't. <laughs> it's not an excuse to be mean. Um... Yeah, so, not getting enough rest and relaxation. Uh, not getting enough movement. Or exercise. Like, dude, just, just just extra movement that your body's not exactly used to. So that way it's it's you're getting up and you're not sedentary and just nobody wants to turn into a rock with moss growing on them. Just saying. Uh 
not asking for or accepting help when you need it, uh, that is not self-care. No. Asking for help and accepting it uh, when you actually, in fact, need it and you've finally admitted, nah, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this all on my own. Uh, that's actually self-care. Knowing your limits. It's, it's amazing. So, uh, not allowing yourself a treat, but giving yourself flexibility every now and again. Like, like don't overindulge in drinking or shopping or, like, don't overindulge. It's okay to indulge every once in a while, but don't just, like, straight, Woo! I'm gonna drink a fifth of vodka, bitches! And then three bottles later end up in the hospital, you know, with alcohol poisoning. I mean, that's, that's just, just, that's overindulgence, man. Super overindulgence. Not okay. Not a cute look for anybody. So, self-care, again, is essentially an equation or formula that's made up of three aspects. Uh, taking care of your mental health and well-being, uh, taking care of your emotional health and well-being, and your physical health and well-being. Very basic and brief overview of last week's episode. I know. But brah, we're about four minutes into this. And technically, it's probably more like nine, ten minutes in at this point. So, gotta keep it a little brief. And that's hard for me to do. I, I get... See, look, I'm all tangenty already. So, I also chatted about the benefits of self-care last week's episode. Improved mood, reduced anxiety and stress, good relationship with yourself, good and healthy relationship with others. I mean, it, it is something that reveals and replenishes us, and it should, and it helps us live a more balanced life. So, so why not? So how do you start? Where do you start? Well, I ask myself these questions and more numerous times, numerous, numerous times, which I found that there are about three golden rules to starting anything, not just self-care. They can apply to just about anything you want to start, honestly. Again, not just applicable to self-care. But we're talking about self-care, so it's going to be about self-care. Okay? Okay. So, the first of which is rule, golden rule number one, stick to the basics. It's like the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. That's originally what KISS stands for. Uh, but we'll go with silly, just so that way nobody's feel-goods get hurt. I guess. Too late. I already said stupid. So yeah, just stick to the basics. I don't know about y'all, but when I want to start anything, I get overly excited, learn everything I can about it. So that way, when I actually implement everything I learn, I can hit the ground running. The only problem is I get super gung-ho about it only to, you know, kind of never start. Or barely start and just stop, give up, move on when I don't get instant 
results. Part of that's the Aries and impatient side of me. Part of it's just ADD and I'm on to the next thing type deal. So, I mean, the fact that this podcast has how many ever episodes? I think 12, 12, 14 episodes now. Like, I somewhere in that neighborhood. The fact that this podcast is still going and that it has this many episodes. It's actually kind of astounding. It is. And the fact that I've been keeping up on it weekly recently is also astounding. Just saying. So... Yeah, but just like anything in life, self-care isn't like that. It just, like most things, actively doing things for self-care can be quite basic and simple, such as practicing deep breaths, deep calming breaths, and taking that moment To be still. Just brushing your teeth regularly. Washing your face regularly. Making time to do something so simple and basic such as basic hygiene. I know a lot of adults. I know a lot of adults. And... If you haven't done this at least once in your life, I'm going to call you a fucking liar, man. I'm going to tell you that nah. Or or I'm going to praise you for being damn near fucking perfect. Because if you haven't, if you have not, as an adult, gone three days without brushing your teeth, regularly, flossing, regularly, I'm going to look at you and go, you lie. You kid, you lie. Yeah, no. Next you're going to tell me you've never, you have never peed in the shower. Next thing, yeah, that's what you're going to say next. I know it's coming. Because here's the deal. We get so busy and we get so caught up in things. I mean, when we travel and stuff and we just, something as simple. And I know it sounds gross and I know half of you out there are just going to be like, oh, ew, Morgan, no. No. No, 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 no. One of one of my friends is a fucking germaphobe, and trust me, she's gone two, three days without brushing her fucking teeth when she was camping. Come on, for fuck's sake, camping up in the mountains, way away, not at a campground, not at a cushy little campground. No, there was there was nothing around except for the fire pit that she was allowed to make. The damn stream and her tent. And whatever she backpacked in. So, like, and, and as a parent especially, I'm sorry women, you ever pushed something like a baby out of your vagina or ever had a C-section and you just, you've gone through the rigors of labor. I'm telling you right now, you probably went like that day or two that you had to spend in the hospital to recover from that shit. You probably didn't brush your fucking teeth. I know that it was really, really hard for me. I had to force myself to do it. Because I was just like, oh man, I can't barely walk. Everything hurts and it's rolling and it's just awful. So, so doing something as basic as brushing your teeth, 
washing your face. I'm just saying, like, that first rule of starting anything, particularly self-care, is stick to the basics. And you'd have to be, and you'd be surprised at the stupid little piddly shit that we think is normal, average, duh. Of course you take care of that, duh. You kind of have to be more mindful and you, you have to actually plan it in. And so, if you stick to the basics, it's not near as overwhelming as as we've built it up in our minds. Because trust me, if y'all have ever gotten excited about something new that you really want to do, something new you really want to start, I mean... You build it up in your mind. Okay, I've got to do this. Okay, I've got to do that. I'm researching this. This is fun. I really want to sink my teeth into this. Cool, groovy, awesome. But then we build it up and we overwhelm ourselves. Because, you know, oh man, I want to start a podcast. I thought I couldn't start a podcast. Because I didn't keep it simple. I'm like, oh shit, babe, we're going to have to buy like a swank-ass computer. I'm going to have to buy this software. I'm going to have to buy a hosting service. I'm going to have to pay like monthly dues, kind of like to a gym, but only for monthly hosting on a site. I'm going to have to, oh, it was just overwhelming thinking about it that I almost did not start. So... If you stick to the basics, it's not near as overwhelming as we have built it up in our minds. Trust that you know what self-care is to you and keep it simple to start with. <laughs> just, just keep it simple when first starting to actively practicing self-care. Eventually, you will find what works for you, what does not work for you, and you'll find your rhythm and your own unique routine. Marathon. Not a sprint, guys. Marathon. Alright, let, let's take a quick moment to, you know, take a quick moment. Um, I'm going to go get something to drink. I, uh... Hope y'all are enjoying it this, this this episode so far, and uh, I hope you take a moment to go potty, uh, clean out your vacuum cleaner, uh, get yourself a drink, and uh, we'll be back. Yes. All right. Gonna go get something to drink now. BRB guys, BRB. Welcome back. Totally filled up my water bottle and I'm going to be sipping on it for the last of this. Still getting over the last little remnants of being sick. Because mm. my kids love to share. And again, 
when it comes to something like this. Sharing is definitely not caring, but I love them. <sighs> and it's not their fault. It's just that wonderful time of the year. So, let's continue with these golden rules. So golden rule number one of the three golden rules is stick to the basics when starting anything. Uh, don't overwhelm yourself, essentially. That's why it's stick to the basics. Keep it simple. Silly. Billy. Just stick to the basics. Golden rule number two. And this is self-care that we're talking about. So golden rule number two of self-care and starting it. Which is... Self-care needs to be an active thought and actively planned out rather than something you leave up to chance and wait for the right moment for it to just happen. It's taking action and actively choosing to make time for it. And it must be treated as such. Like, you have to actively look for opportunities to practice self-care. Plan it on your calendar. Literally write it down. Set little notifications on our phones. Whatever you have to do, just like, just plan it. Hell, announce it to others to increase your commitment to it and to let them know, like, your plans and that you may potentially be unavailable that day or or because a part of good self-care is uh spending time with friends and loved ones what, what tell them tell them your plans and and so that way they can join in like anything in your life when you have an action plan it's an active thought that's actively planned out to execute as easily as possible. Now, again, real life doesn't really necessarily work. Life happens between plan A and plan B. It, it really does. Or step A and step B. Like, life happens in between. But if you actively plan it, and you actively try to schedule it in and actively try to adhere to the schedule, dude, at least you started. And, and you're trying. That's all that, like, really really matters. Which actually brings us to golden rule number three. Actively planning is great. But keeping a conscious mind is what truly counts when it comes to anything. And that's golden rule number three. Keeping a conscious mind. I ran across and have seen YouTube videos and many articles that call self-care into question when, you know, I was researching self-care. And I ran across titles and videos where they 
call self-care into question. Is it necessary? Is self-care bullshit? Is self-care truly important or is it just a new marketing ploy to get you to buy and consume more stuff you don't really need on an ideal that is great in theory but horrible in practice because it's just an excuse to make you selfish, to make you lazy. Like, I also ran again across like, Instagram self-care doesn't help anybody. Instagram self-care is bullshit, and and it's garbage. It doesn't help anybody. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, some of it does, some of it doesn't, but whatever. It's a, That's a whole monster on its own. Like, like minus the Instagram self-care. If, if you don't see something such as self-care as important or worth it, then it just won't work. It just won't work for you. Like, if you don't see math as important, you won't get any better at it, or you just won't be that good at it, because you'll do the bare minimum just to get through it, and that's about it. And and you won't find fun in numbers. It's just... And, it, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. Whatever. But it's also like, uh, that if you don't view exercise as important to you then or an aspect of your job that you're currently at then it won't work and your success will be very limited or non-existent you have to consciously think about what's important to you Keeping a conscious mind is being aware of what you do, why you do it, how it feels, and what the outcomes are. Everybody, you know, if, if you find a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. We've all heard that nugget of wisdom. And here's the thing. Like, every job you have, even if it's Flipping burgers at McDonald's. Baby burgers love to kind of, you know. Oh, you want to be a burger flipper for the rest of your life? Like, I get it. Even the most awful job that, that you have to take in order to just survive. If you don't find or deem that job as important or any, like, aspect of it as important, you're, you're going to become complacent. You're going to not if if you don't go at it with a conscious mind of why am i doing this what can i do to make this job better then you're going to hate your job you're going to fall into that negative mindset and and you're just not even going to really put forth the effort to do the bare minimum eventually you're going to find reasons to call out and not go it it happens and there's nothing really wrong with it but but if you train your mind to be more conscious and to be more aware of what you do, why you do it, how it feels and, and like what the outcomes are, like then then you'll find more satisfaction. 
Steppenwolf said it best. You don't always get what you want, but if you try sometime, you just might find you get what you need. It, and it's true. Uh, I've worked jobs I've hated. And I didn't keep a conscious mind about it until bills came due. And then it's like, okay, so what about this job? Okay, I don't like this job. And how is this important? And luckily I had some very good friends and mentors in my life that were like, okay, this job is stupid and it's, it's lame and I know you don't like it, but hey, you know what? There, there's important lessons to be learned from it. So be more aware, actively seek those opportunities to learn something from even the most menial part of it and keep a conscious mind of what you can get out of it and and what some of the outcomes can be and honestly like work ethic was one thing that I got from it never really was a lazy person anyways I gotta constantly move but it's just Okay, anecdotal stuff aside, like, if, if you want, keep conscious mind. So, I know, I know, I, I said stuff about challenges in, in, like, my journaling episode, and I really don't necessarily like challenges. Um, so I like, I like more gauges, kind of the researcher side of me likes to keep track of things so and if you want to call it a challenge if you want to challenge yourself if, if this is a part of your action plan one thing that you can do one of the best pieces of advice that I ran across in an article was um give yourself like a month okay the first half of the month the first 15 days of the month track Keep track of your regular day-to-day living and your day-to-day routines. And then keep track of a 15-day-to-day self-care routine. And see how you feel before you start your self-care and after you start your self-care. Again, self-care is a practice and it takes time to get into the habit of it, to actively plan it out, actively think about it, and and keeping a conscious mind about it. There, and there is a simple basic list that anyone can follow when starting self-care and trying to implement a self-care routine. And it kind of goes as follows. One, create a no list and and revisit and reestablish your boundaries. Stop doing things you know you don't like to do or things you no longer want to do. Within reason, of course. Like again, I'm never going to promote being lazy, being selfish, being mean, being a bully. Like never ever will I promote that. So so don't do anything super crazy like quit your job without having another job lined up 
just just but that's why you revisit your boundaries with coworkers and bosses and stuff like you can you can revisit your boundaries and think about like what you want to say no to and 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 where your boundaries are and how to implement when somebody crosses those boundaries how to implement professional ways to go hey that's a line I don't want crossed so create a note list and and a strong shakeable unbreakable boundary list revisit and reestablish your boundaries two promote a healthier and more nutritious diet I mean, you don't have to go super crazy. Again, within reason, don't go super crazy and don't, like, get rid of everything in your pantry and your fridge. No. Go through what you have and, and slowly introduce things that you like to eat. Like, if you like apples, get more fresh apples. Come up with new and creative ways to to implement more healthy diet practices um you know if you want to reduce your sugar intake cut out a soda i mean you know i wanted to drink more water so less soda because i'm not gonna lie i got kind of got addicted to coca-cola when i was uh super pregnant it was one of my cravings and peeps when i was pregnant with all three of my kids it was, and and then i realized that like man I need to cut back on this because I'm no longer pregnant and oof, I don't like how I feel. I don't like this whole like sugar rush and then sugar crash. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the ups. I don't like the downs. So cutting out, starting out and cutting out a soda, um, for a bottle of water with a little bit of the Mio or whatever, the something to kind of spruce up water. And make it a little bit more palatable for my tastes. I don't... It's like just doing something simple like that. Um, but... But actively and consciously trying to promote a healthier and more nutritious diet. You don't have to go too crazy with it. Three. Get enough sleep at night. Last episode. I touched on this, what self-care is and what self-care is not. It is not being lazy. No, to set your, it's about finding balance. If you stay up late at night trying to get every last minute thing done and trying to squeeze as much as you can, even if you're just staying up and scrolling through your phone. You stay up late, you're probably going to sleep in late, and you're not setting yourself up for success. So, something easy to, to get enough sleep at night. Limit your screen time. Like, the whole no screen time before bed. Read that book you wanted to read. Get through 
three, four pages, and and then lay down. And I mean, one thing that I've been doing is I've been listening to um, guided sleep meditation, just to see if it works. And honestly, it, it it has helped and it has worked. So for me, not everything works for everybody. Like what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you, but but realize that it is important to get enough sleep, and particularly at night. Or, trust me, I used to work overnights, used to work overnights, so I know that, like, when you come home during the day, and, and having kids that you have to get ready for school, and you have to get ready for the day and stuff, sometimes it can be a little hard, but I mean, but when you get enough sleep, you feel more rested, more rejuvenated, and and you set yourself up for success throughout the following day when you finally have to wake up. Four, exercise in a way you enjoy. Just just add extra movement into your daily routine. It's as simple as that. Just add extra movement. Uh, if you work a desk job, find a way that you can stand up and you know, do squats or, or, or even find the opportunities to just add extra movement. Um, like when you're vacuuming, plug into some good music with your headphones on and, and dance, salsa dance with your vacuum cleaner. Best dance partner ever. Uh, dance like a goof with your kids. I mean, just finding ways to add that extra movement. It's not outrageous. And it's fun, and, and you'll find what works for you. But just move. Add extra movement into your day. Um, five, follow up with medical care, both physically and mentally. And even spiritually. Just Just follow up with... medical care for your physical body and in your mental health and state because uh, you know then then it can help you evaluate what self-care you could or should add um, six practice relaxation exercises or, or meditation like it it's so easy practice a relaxation exercise do take a minute to just work on deep breathing and it's just a minute it's just a minute find that moment where you can just part of a relaxation exercise is is just taking that moment to just close your eyes and breathe Two, three, four deep breaths. That's, again, it's really a start. A start. Eventually you'll expand more and more, but but it's a start. I mean, seven. Spend time with your friends and loved ones. People you enjoy to be around spend time with them spend find ways to spend time 
with the positive influences in your life. Spend, spend time with your friends and, and people you enjoy being around. Eight. When it comes to practicing relaxation, it can be a relaxing activity every day. So this is like eight is just find a relaxing, enjoyable activity, such as reading that book you've been putting off, taking that relaxing bath with your new lavender scented bath bomb, working on that project you've been putting off, like that craft project. I find it really relaxing when I find my rhythm and flow when I crochet, knit, or sew. That's just one of my creative activities that I like to do. Uh, one of the ways that I craft. But, but just find a way to, to do that Maybe not every day at the start, but, but but at least once or twice a week at, at the very most. Again, when you're just starting, find ways to, to do that relaxing activity. Again, maybe before you go to bed because it's a relaxing activity. It helps you decompress, helps you just have that moment of calm and still, even though you're working on that reading that book or, or working on that project, it's still, if, as long as it's a relaxing activity for you, you'd be surprised. So, and usually, and again, usually the relaxing activities are, and they should be, pleasurable activities you enjoy. Nine, always cannot stress this enough. Always look for opportunities to have fun and to laugh. Guys, I can't stress that enough. Like, on average, they have found that most adults in the U.S. at, at least, um, on average, we all have around 60,000 thoughts a day. 60,000 thoughts a day. And about 80% of those thoughts are negative. Think about that. 80% of your daily thoughts are negative. Now, there are exceptions to the rules, obviously. But, I mean, that that's quite a bit. That is staggering. 80% of our thoughts are negative on a day-to-day -day basis. So, look for the opportunities to laugh and have fun and, and bring some joy into your life. And again, within reason, don't completely dick off at work or, or laugh and have fun at someone else's expense. No. I mean, sometimes to break the tension at work, I'll do stupid little things like saying, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Would, you know, and just, just kind of dorky, nerdy stuff like that. So, like, always 
finding those opportunities to, to laugh and have fun and still be professional if you're at work, obviously. And never at anybody else's expense because that's just mean and you're just a bully at that point. I mean, but, dude, and, and the whole point with, like, adding even extra movement, getting outside, I record my podcasts, and I always have, even in the cold bitterness of winter, I've always recorded them outside, because, I also found a study where we spend 93% of our lives indoors now. In a lot of industrialized nations, but particularly in the U.S., 93% of our lives are spent indoors. Holy hot damn. That's a lot of time. Indoors. And you become sedentary. Because there's not a whole lot you can do indoors. You can't run, scream, yell. I mean, you can, but... Uh, if you live in an apartments, let me tell you, that's, that's just rude. Neighbors are going to hate you. You won't be the neighborhood favorite. Tell you that much. But. But finding ways to just add that extra movement, um... That relaxing activity could be going for a hike or even a walk. Just a walk around your neighborhood. I, like, when we take the time to deliberately take care of our well-being through mindful and restorative activities, just something as simple as that, that is true and honest self-care. So, what do you do to take care of yourself? What's important to you and brings you joy while refreshing, rejuvenating, and revitalizing you? Even if it's small, such as taking that moment of stillness at a crosswalk, waiting for the light to turn to give you permission to walk across the the busy intersection on a lazy summer day, and you just take that moment to look up and enjoy the sun on your face and breathe deep, taking in like the smells of that deli down the road, the, the, the flowers, like the smells around you, just taking a deep breath and, and that pause for just that briefest of moments to still yourself before that light turns and you walk that as simple as that may be that is an act of self-care so when are you going to start and that is actually a good note to stop on. So next time I will do my best to tackle mindfulness because we talked about keeping the third golden rule is keeping a conscious mind, keeping a conscious mind and and being aware of things and mindfulness, mindfulness. Oh, that is, that is, that's why I'm going to do my best to tackle mindfulness. It's, it's probably going to, to be, uh, 
part one, part two, kind of like self-care. Um, because there's just a lot to it. But I'm going to do my best to tackle mindfulness. As always, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to reach out to me and share your feedback with me. Um, whether it's on Instagram, displaced.underdogs. Or displaced.under.dogs. Um, you can just search Instagram displaced underdogs. Uh, we do have a Facebook group too. And again, that's just displaced underdogs podcast. Um, or you can email me at displaced underdogs at gmail.com. But if there's anything you want me to talk about, reach out and drop me a line, slide into my DMs, message me. Like, I promise I don't bite and I will do my very best to discuss whatever you guys throw my way. Do my very best to. And again, you can always find Displaced Underdogs on Instagram or Facebook. So, and listen to us. Clearly on Anchor, uh, I believe Apple Pipe, Apple Podcasts. Castbox, Breaker, Spotify for sure. Um, wherever you can, wherever you listen to, to your podcasts. Just thank you, genuinely thank you for your guys' support. It means a lot. Um, cannot thank you guys enough. So, until next time. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay safe create, and enjoy your day. Bye.